Welcome back everybody for yet another episode of Sestas Podcast, the place where you can learn again insights about the cryptocurrency industry. I'm your host, Eric, and today we are going to talk about money as a system of control and how Bitcoin is going mainstream by the day. Every day that goes by with the current events in Canada, in Europe, Bitcoin is going even more mainstream. And we're going to see that we are in the front row of history witnessing the rise of the new world order. Of course, this is not financial advice, this is only educational content. Before we start, make sure to subscribe and like this video. I hope you're excited and without further ado, let's get started. Alright, so in previous episodes, we have already discussed the characteristics of money. Remember, we have medium of exchange, we have store of value, Fungibility, meaning that one dollar bill, uh, bill is the same as another one, and we have unit of account. But we also have system of control. What? Well, yeah, yeah, system of control. We have seen in the recent events in Canada that money is now being used as a system of control against peaceful protesters. You don't like the current government politics? You went to a protest? Boom, you no longer exist. You're out of the system. All your money is gone, vanished, with the flip of a switch. And what is money? Money is a way of communicating value. And it turns out that we had money for thousands of years, and potentially even more. It's really hard to tell how far back money goes, but the money we have today is very different from the money we had in the past. Because something changed in the last 50 years that has fundamentally altered the course of money, of currency, and of this system. We have three components, medium of exchange, unit of account, and store of value. Those have been around for millennia, for ages. And then something happened. Something happened in 1970, when Richard Nixon signed the Bank Secrecy Act and turned money into a system of control. The system of control that attempts to use money as a political tool in order to control who is able to send and receive money. And this change 50 years ago has gradually gone through every country in the world, every financial service in the world and every bank in the world. In 1970, Richard Nixon deputized the financial services field to turn them into a branch of law enforcement. Law enforcement beyond borders, law enforcement beyond jurisdictions, and most importantly, law enforcement beyond due process, beyond political and demonstrable control, and beyond recourse. Nobody knew that a cop can confiscate your money. A judge can sign a warrant to freeze your accounts. A bank can do both of these things without any authorization from anyone, and there is nothing you can do about it. And this applies worldwide. For a long time, people living in Western countries thought they were protected. But we've seen in Canada what happens to peaceful protesters that disagrees with their government. So what happened in Canada? Remember the truckers, the Freedom Convoy, all this protest that happened in Ottawa? So in Ottawa, the Canadian government, after three long weeks of protest, shown the whole population the value of Bitcoin. For the first time in Canada's history, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau decided to invoke his country's Emergencies Act for the first time in history to stop the unrest. It gave the police sweeping new powers 
to go after the finances of the protesters. You went to this protest, boom, you no longer exist, without any due process. With just the flip of a switch, you no longer have access to your funds. So of course, people started to learn about crypto and especially Bitcoin. This is the biggest Bitcoin advertisement I ever seen in my life. The Canadian government even asked a non-custodial Bitcoin wallet to freeze accounts to their, of their users, showing that they have no idea of how it works. Some people decided to start a GoFundMe campaign to support the truckers, right? The campaign got frozen. You can't send money to protesters, no. Some people tried to help protesters by sending them Bitcoin, of course. But since the money was raised on the centralized website, the money got seized. Money is being used as a system of control by governments on their own citizens. I could not think of a better advertisement for Bitcoin, to be honest. Now, random normal people finally gets why we need to have censorship-resistant money and why you need to have ownership over your finances. But if that just wasn't enough, right after this Canadian story, an event even more important happened in Europe. You know exactly what I'm referring to. And now governments explicitly asked for Bitcoin as donations. A system of control corrupts the very basis of money until it can no longer function as a medium of exchange and it breeds economic exclusion. We are now 25 years into the era of the internet and we are reaching fewer people with eco economic inclusion. We're actually backtracking historically. Less and less people have access to banking because increasingly entire, entire countries are being cut off from the world financial system. You're Russian? Too bad. You don't act in the best interest of the United States, you lose your SWIFT code. You are no longer part of the wire transfer network. You submit to the jurisdiction, the universal jurisdiction of American courts, like Switzerland had to do, or you lose access to your international banking. You lose access to the reserve currency, which is the dollar for now. You lose access to, the, to your lifeblood, basically. And in time of war, when the current monetary system no longer works, because they use it as a system of, as a, as a system of control, governments had to turn to crypto to raise money. And Ukraine has received around 100 million already in crypto donations. I mean, how crazy is that? A few years ago, they were laughing at us. And now even governments are raising money with Bitcoin. And as Russians have been cut off from the SWIFT system, cryptocurrency exchanges around the world have agreed to block accounts from Russians sanctioned by the West over Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. So basically, if you're, if you're Russian and you have an account on a major exchange like Coinbase or Binance, you no longer have your funds. This highlights the importance of not your keys, not your coins. Very, very famous phrase in Bitcoin. You need to have ownership because having Bitcoin on exchanges is no longer different than having money in the bank. And store value no longer works. You cannot store value in a currency that can be confiscated at will and frozen by any banker at any point in time. And this cannot be qualified as a store of value 
You cannot use it as a currency reserve to buy oil with as your foreign exchange reserve if you're a country, because if you cross the superpowers, they will cut you off and cut your access, and you will no be you, you will no longer be able to use oil. You cannot use money as a medium of exchange if you cannot exchange it freely with whoever you want. And gradually, the corruption spreads and spreads and spreads. And now something new arrives on the horizon. A system of money that works on the network that is first and foremost a medium of exchange, a store of value, and one day, potentially, a unit of account. Of course, I'm talking about Bitcoin. But we will never become a system of control. It refuses to become a system of control. Nobody can control Bitcoin. Bitcoin design principle is neutrality, openness, borderless access, and censorship resistance. And now the banks cannot play in this space. They're stuck inside their gilded cage, playing cup to the world's superpowers, offering economic services to a tiny fraction of the human population, sacrificing 4 billion people, and you, if you're lucky enough to have money in the bank, you, know, you don't have money in the bank. You have a legal con contract that possibly, maybe, entitles you to withdraw your money at the pace that they like and they want. Unless you cross the wrong person, go to the wrong protest, or associate with the wrong organization, or even vote for the wrong party. Sure, maybe that's not happening in your country yet, but Canadians now can, can, can talk about this. It's happening in Canada. Banking is one of the most effective systems of control that has ever existed, and it now has to face competition from a system that will not do that, that cannot, made, that cannot be made to do that, that will not be co-opted. There's an entire generation has no that has now discovered that the two forms of power that come to people first is voice and the second form is exit you either you either speak up with your voice express your political will and force change and when that doesn't work you get to the second most important power that all human beings have and that's to exit exit the system and use a new one a system that is open, borderless, censorship resistant, and that cannot be co-opted by any government or any group of countries even. Nobody can change the rules of Bitcoin. And that's a good thing. Alright, that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you learned something. I hope you liked it. Thanks for listening till the end. And before you leave, make sure to subscribe and like. And I will see you on the next one. Have a great day. Bye-bye.